Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you again for coming back for another episode of the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. I am super excited, as I always am, because let me tell you, we are finding a rock star guest to bring to you each week. This week is absolutely no different. Her name is Marina. We had a brief conversation um, recently about what it means to be a, a female entrepreneur the good, the bad, the ugly. And I had to have her on the show because I made a post on social media the other day about, you know, some people may appear to be confident and just have everything together and the greatest life, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. It's not always so glamorous. There's a lot of hard work that goes into these people that we follow and the work that they're doing. So I thought it was a great message to share. Are things doable? Absolutely. But there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So just a little bit of background. Marina was born in Canada. Years after her parents immigrated during the Vietnam War, she studied commerce with a focus on marketing and had educational and internship stints in South Korea and Hong Kong. She was shortlisted as a finalist in the Globe and Mail Young Marketers Competition. That is pretty impressive. And I went to your website before we even had a conversation, and I was so impressed. I like everything that you're doing. And you're a young lady, and I was like, I got to talk to her. You're a young lady doing your thing, and I just think it's the coolest thing ever. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is like really exciting. I'm, I'm happy to share whatever knowledge I might have and hopefully it'll help someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think even me, I learned something from every single guest that I have on. So I know I'm going to learn something from you today as well. So give me the background. Tell me what you're doing. Your website that I mentioned, I would love to talk about that and everything you have going on there. And just like, how did you get into this world of entrepreneurship and and all that jazz? Yeah, to be honest with you, it was all, um, it was all by mistake. <laughs> it wasn't really like I had planned to do it. It wasn't like I had left my corporate job and said, hey, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, I had gone through a, a couple of things. First off, really was like a big move over to Vietnam um, originally because I had to help take care of some personal family issues when my dad fell sick. And so the idea was, you know, I was going to go to Vietnam. Um, it wasn't a country, even though I'm Vietnamese by heritage, it was a country I was very familiar with, you know, completely different from anything I probably ever experienced in my life. And um, when I was there, you know, I didn't have any friends <laughs> when I first started. So I went around to a lot of cafes, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I saw this grass straw in my drink for the first time. It was green. So I noticed it was very different. So I was like, okay, what is this? And why is this in here? And then that was really what kind of sparked the interest in starting this business. And then it was after kind of my last real corporate job, um, working as like a, a marketing director for a fitness company in Vietnam. 
And after that, I said, you know what, I just, I want to work for myself. I want to try it. And and if I don't do it now, um, I'll never do it, you know? And a lot of other things happened in my life. I mean, I ended like a, a long relationship. Um, and so I think I needed to channel my, my energy into something. And this felt like kind of the perfect thing. At first it was, maybe it was like a distraction, you know, but then it became a real passion project, especially after my nephew was born and, and he started to grow up. And I started to see him not be able to play outside, you know, because of all the pollution and and trash and the dangers out there on the road. And so that was really what continued to drive me and motivate me afterwards. So that's a little bit about um, how everything kind of started. (laughs) No, I think that's really cool. There was something you said about because everything that was going on in your life that you kind of took that energy and put it into something. And I kind of feel like that's how I operate as well. The Shine Sparkle Slay mission is to inspire uplift. And on my about me page, I share a bit of my story, which it's not all a fairy tale, which I use that, all that energy and all that yuck. And I turn it into something positive. So I think that's kind of what you were saying too. You took that energy and poured it into something else. I think it's really cool that you did that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, um, you know, it may not be as inspirational, because some people have such amazing stories of like, you know, this, this happened to them. That's like the, the biggest reason why I think it was a for me, uh, realistically, it was just a series of small things falling into place, a series of big changes that happened in my life, you know, and there was both personal motivation, there was professional motivation, trying to see if I could do this on my own, you know, there was the fact that, you know, I had additional time on my hands, I really wanted put my energy into something I needed to put my energy into something besides you know my relationship that I had previously so there was a lot of that and then as you continue to go on I think in your entrepreneurship journey you'll find additional things that continue to motivate you whether or not it's people saying that you know your idea is terrible it's never going to happen or someone saying you're like you know should you really be doing this at this age or you know like why aren't you focusing on some other things in your life you know Mm -hmm. uh, starting a family So it's all these little motivations that um, kind of appear as you are on your journey that has kept me going. Mm -hmm. You've been an entrepreneur now for how long? Uh, Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So you're a little bit ahead of me. So I can't wait to learn from you. So we talked a little bit about what it means to be a female entrepreneur versus maybe a male entrepreneur. What kind of insight do you have on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not saying and I hate to kind of like repeat it because it feels like it's almost leveraged as a like as if we are always at a disadvantage. And I don't think that's always the case. But I do think we have different challenges mm-hmm. being female entrepreneurs. The reality is that, you know, we are analyzed for a lot of our personal um, sort of situations more so than male counterparts are. For example, like, are you married yet? You know, will you have kids? If you decide to have kids, you know, if you get pregnant, how is that going to affect your business? Will you be able to still run the company? How much time will you need to take off? Those are the questions that our male counterparts would not be asked. And so, again, I don't think it's harder per se. I think it's just a different sense of difficulty that we haven't had, you know, an ability to deal with yet that people haven't found the answer uh, to yet, you know, males can still go ahead and continue on their career, they might have, you know, paternal leave, but females, both physically and professionally have to deal with a lot at the same time, if they decide to have a family. 
And so these are some of the things that we face. Uh, on top of that, you know, because we face these things, I think we did start a lot further back time-wise than our male counterparts in terms of progression in seeing, you know, more entrepreneurs, more engineers, more uh, more women in executive positions. We started a lot further back. So maybe you might be, I would say, 10, 20, 30 years behind. And again, I don't think it's because of our gender. I just think it's a large part because of society and what we were expected to do previously. So these are the things that we go through and and it's reflected in statistics like how much money is raised by female founders, you know, how much money are raised by sole female founders who don't have co-founders that are male. And it's also seen in how many people are, how many women are in executive positions, how, what our pay is. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are the things that I think we are, uh, we are subject to. And then obviously um, at the end of it as well, there's our physical appearance, which more often than not, people just don't talk about because they, they like to think that there's no bias there, but there absolutely is. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said. And also you had noted that there's some not so glamorous parts to be an, an entrepreneur, whether you're male, female, doesn't matter. There's just some parts that aren't so glamorous. What have you encountered? Uh, the biggest thing I probably encountered was I think there's this sense as an entrepreneur that you are expected to know everything or uh, or at least have some semblance of skill set when you start a business. And I had no idea that was that was really what you needed. You know, when I first started the business, for example, right, people said that there must be a certain amount of skill set or something that you learn before you decide to start your business. The reality is no one has the roadmap when you start a business. And even if you did, let's say you have 10 years, 20 years of experience in corporate, working at the biggest corporation possible, none of it can ever prepare you to be an entrepreneur. None of it can ever prepare you for, you know, a a bill that comes tomorrow that's like for $30,000 and you have no idea how to pay it and you don't know where it came from, but you know, you just got to pay it. You know, nothing's going to prepare you for all of a sudden, you know, maybe someone deciding to sue you for something that is default. Uh, is like faulty with your product, or maybe a former employee, uh, you know, trying to litigate against you for whatever reason, nothing's going to prepare you for that. So that's something I think people have a huge misconception about as an entrepreneur. The other thing I think is that, you know, entrepreneurship, it's so glamorized, you know, everyone's like, yes, start your own business, you'll be your own (laughs) boss, you'll make your own money, right? Um, It's gonna be awesome, you know, everyone's gonna be an Elon Musk, or everyone's gonna be like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, and that is so untrue, you know, it's just, it's not that way. People don't see that people like I had slept, you know, three or four hours a night for literally a year. You know, I did not go out for like a year or two years because I just was focusing on my business, trying to make sure I didn't run out of money, trying to do everything possible to get anyone to listen and to really understand our product. Like you have to do all that. And most people will not want to give up two years of their life to go ahead and do this. And so it's not glamorous. You don't know what's, uh, what you're always doing. You will not have a structured playbook. And then on top of that, you'll sacrifice your sleep, your health and relationships in order to try to make this successful. You are so spot on. I even just posted about this too on social media not too long ago. I don't like when I hear the phrase, it must be nice. 
You know, that just drives me insane because I'm just like you. I I was working a full-time job, starting shine, three hours, four hours of sleep at night. Like was, that was like a good night. Like the work that went into it was just crazy. And, And we're still fresh. So I'm still doing all of that now, but I was able to walk away from corporate world and focus more on the shine brand, but man, it was a lot of work and there's no roadmap. Like you said, there's no playbook do X, Y, and Z. So there's a lot of trial and error, you know, throw something over here if that didn't work so well. So then I would try something over here. And I just think having that curiosity mindset and I say nothing is a failure. It's a learning lesson. But I was not prepared for the amount of learning lessons that I was going to have because my degree is in business. I've always been a, you know, corporate leadership. I was like pretty business savvy, but man, there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, the funny thing is that there's all these like courses out there or, you know, accelerators or programs that say, hey, we'll teach you the, like, you know, the step one, two, three, four, five, six of becoming an entrepreneur or starting your business. And I'm like, you know what, if people could just simply follow the one to 10 step and follow every word and be successful as a business, everyone would be successful. And Mm -hmm. the reality is that that is just a framework, but it does not prepare you for everything else that happens. What if, you know, you have a great idea and then 20 other people tomorrow start the same idea. What if tomorrow the same sort of thing happened? There's a pandemic or there might be a market crash or something like that. How do you deal with that? That playbook doesn't tell you how to deal with that. There's all those extra things that could just come into play and just throw a wrench into everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these, these kind of courses and things that are out there, I think they're a great framework. They're a great starting point, but they will not help you navigate those things. And that's what people don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know that if you can't navigate those things, they can't problem solve, then your business will fail. And so that, yeah. that's a map. Keyword, problem solve. I feel like that is essential. You have to be able to figure things out with sometimes little information. You got to be a great problem solver. Mm-hmm. That, you mentioned- that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing I've about, about uh, being an entrepreneur is problem solving. <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned something, the one to 10 step. What is that? I'm not familiar. Yeah. I mean, like it might be one to 10, might might be one to 15. I was just kind of using an example, but everyone will be like, okay, first off, before you start your business, right? Make sure you have a business plan. Second thing is after you create your business plan, okay, does your business plan create like, does it have like a budget? Does it have a financial plan? Have you run this idea by someone else? Have you analyzed the market? Have you really done the research? You know, it's, it's all those little things into the business plan. Then they're like, okay, after you've done the business plan, have you done this, this, this? Right. That's kind of what I mean by that. Okay, and, and, gotcha. Yeah, and, and everyone thinks like, oh yeah, if you create a business plan, then it should work. But again, you know, it's, it's just a plan, right? Executing it is a completely different story. Let me ask you a question. So the one to 10, one to 15, whatever steps that you just talked about. So like the business plan and all those things that we're told we need to do. Did you follow that? Did you do? I did. Did you? I did. I did. I, I, I did what people typically um, did, which is first off, okay, you come up with an idea and then you're like, okay, let me do some research. I did the data. I did the research. I researched the category. I researched my competitors and I said, okay, you know what? I think that there is a spot in the market for us. I kind of did, you know, 
the graphs and the matrix and said, there's this open spot in the market for us that I think can address for, consum for some consumers. Let me do a survey, did the survey. Then after I did the survey, I said, okay, you know what? Let me, let me do the design, the prototype for our product and let's see what people think. Do, not, do a little bit more research. Once you go ahead and do that, then I'm like, okay, here's my plan, my financial plan, my marketing plan. This is what my timeline is. I did all that and right. it still didn't work because I started my business in February of 2020. And then I tried to uh, launch it in April, 2020. And everyone knows what happened then, which mm -hmm. was the whole lockdown. <laughs> so right. nothing could have prepared me for that. No. No, so even though, you know, it didn't work out per se, you did the steps needed. And I, I asked that question because I have a physical product launching soon and, and I have a journal already on Amazon. So I'm having people reach out to me for guidance. Like they're, hey, I have an idea. And my first question is, have you researched? Do you know your competitors? And the answer is always no. I just have an idea. You have to do the research, folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's a great framework. Like, you know, the, the one, two, 10 step, you know, financial plan, business plan, marketing plan, whatever it is, that is a hundred percent needed. It's not like it's, it's not, it's just that, that it will not guarantee you success right. and that's something that people really need to understand. It will not guarantee success. Even if you have that all planned out to a T. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. So your website, it's been a while since I've been to it and what is, what is your products again? I can't even remember, but I know I loved it because when we had our conversation before, I was like, I'm the recycle queen at my house. I'm known for that. So I loved what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our products, um, they're actually hundred uh, percent plastic free and compostable products to replace anything single use. So if you think about what single use products are, they're like straws or utensils that you use once and you throw it away, like those plastic straws or plastic utensils, even paper straws. So we're trying to replace them with products made of materials like grass, rice, coconut, sugarcane, and coffee. So natural materials that you can still use once and throw away, but are way better for the planet than, than plastic and paper. So that's, that's what we're trying to do right now. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. So your products, um, I know you have a website. I think they're on Amazon too, right? They are. They are. We actually kind of launched onto Amazon first. So we did something a little bit different and I would say very against the grain, which is we decided to go to uh, direct to consumer. So through e-commerce and selling retail products that were traditionally very wholesale and B2B. Um, so we did that and that's how we survived through the pandemic, to be honest with you. Mm, gotcha. I love what you're doing. And I, I love that you're a young female entrepreneur and you're doing your thing. I can tell you're like, just so smart. And I just love chatting with you. <laughs> I try, I try, I try my best. I'm, I'm not that smart. I, I do my best wherever I can. <laughs> right. I say that too. Like a Jack of, what is that saying? Jack, Jack of all trades. trades, master of none. That's how <laughs> I know a little bit about all kinds of things enough to get me in trouble sometimes. Okay, bye. <laughs> Super cool. Super cool. So we were talking about being a female entrepreneur and it not being so glamorous. So if there's someone that's like listening today and they're like, I'm really thinking about starting my own thing. I've had this wonderful idea and I think it's time. What's like one thing, one thing or one tip, advice, something you would share with them? Um, the biggest piece of advice I would give to anyone who says like, you know, I have an idea and I, I really, really want to bring it to life 
is that if you really, really, really want to bring it to life and you want to see it kind of get into the market, then you must remember that and do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because perseverance is the difference between someone being successful and someone not being successful. Because it's one of the things I learned. I, I don't think, for example, my product or my idea is so special that no one else came up with it. But I do think that anyone who did come up with it, with it didn't go as far as I did. They didn't, you know, have sleepless nights, three hours of sleep, sacrifice relationships or anything like that. They didn't do what I did and kept going. They didn't go through a pandemic. They didn't go through a market crash. They they didn't go through like almost, you know, four or five times of bankruptcy like I did and kept going. Mm -hmm. And so perseverance is a thing that will set you apart and make you successful if you go at it long enough. Gosh, yes. I'm so I have it written down like my business priorities on this big piece of paper where I where I work and I have my business priorities and it's like at the forefront every day. And I have this little um it's a little card for even forget forget where I got it, but it says every day you write a new chapter for your business. And I see that every single morning. So that and my business priorities there's, there's no question. I jump up out of bed excited and I'm like, what chapter are we going to write today? So having that knowledge that it takes a lot of work and you you got to just keep at it. I always, mm-hmm. I heard someone say that a lot of entrepreneurs stop right when the good stuff was about to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you, if you stop when it's hard, like it, like you're obviously not going to get past like you know and and be able to be successful because like if you just keep going when it's good and you run into an issue that's where problem solving comes in that's where you're supposed to be that entrepreneur and you're supposed to go past that problem but if you stop you're never going to realize your full potential so that's the really that's a really key thing about being an entrepreneur people think it's the you know it's the idea or whatever else no it's it's going when you run out of money going when you have no employees going when you're by yourself and you're you're at like at your last dollar, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, yep. Figure it out. That's just my mentality. When something comes up, figure it out. I mean, that's the only thing you can do. You either stop throwing the towel or you figure it out. So exactly. I love it. Oh my goodness. I've always loved chatting with my guests. I always learned so much from you guys. So share with the audience where they can find you. Yes. So uh, you can find uh, Equal Products on Amazon or on our website, uh, shopequal.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us E-Q-U-O-I-N-T-L. Beautiful. And as always, listeners, if you're out walking the dog, driving the car, and you did not catch that, I always drop all the links in the show notes. So you can always go back and grab that information. And again, I thank you guys so much for joining us today. And if no one has told you, you are worthy, you are beautiful, and yes, you can do this. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you.